2005. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And this is a movie, this is, I want to say, it's the second to last movie that we're going to do for him. So we're getting really toward the end of Zack Attack. I want to see, I don't, I think we can get the one after this. Yeah. The, the, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> the other one, the, the next one we're going to do might be even sort of lower budget than this, but. I don't know how you can go any lower are, budget than this. We are nearing the end of Zack Attack. We are in the dregs of Zack Attack. I can feel it. I can see it, and I can feel it. I could definitely hear it in this movie. For two people who like bad movies, and for you who really likes bad movies, I love this, we, we both said to each other, this is a lot to handle. Yeah, dude, I love terrible movies. I love the, like, lifetime movie kind of feel of a movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these, like, yep. slow motions for no reason, the really shitty um, scoring of a movie... This one was just a lot to handle. I needed to take... I mean, like, I'd normally need to take breaks during movies, but I definitely need to take a break during this movie. I don't even know where to begin with this one. Like, there's so many... So, like, I just have so many questions about this movie because, like, it doesn't... I don't... Oh, man. It's just, like... It doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. There are so many things that are left unanswered. There are so many things about this world that are just left for you to be... Like, left for you to assume. This movie takes place in a world where everyone rides horses. Ex- yeah. You either ride horses or you play baseball. Even the town bully or whatever his thing is he's a horse rider like what like I, when that when i heard about that i was like what is happening yeah this is this is like a note that i had that i was like i wonder how brotastic these barn like arguments get in real life because like i can't imagine like some very like test boosted jockeys going at it all the time like it was pretty bizarre when i realized the bully rode horses too it's kind of like a girly thing to do. So this is, I, I meant to say before, this is the earliest movie we've done. We've officially gone before High School Musical. So yeah. for a while we were sort of playing catch-up as we went back in time. But now this is the earliest thing that he's done, so he's the youngest. One thing, did you notice anything about his appearance that was different from what we'll see, what we'll see in everything else? I don't know if you caught this or if this was my mind playing tricks on me. I, I didn't catch anything other than he had like standard Zeph haircut he looked yep. he looked young like sure. like really young and like short but you didn't notice anything else like weird or different or not as pretty about him no didn't notice anything else his teeth were fucked up oh really like pre-veneers or something I think well not like fucked up but like there were gaps and stuff and I really think that between this and High School Musical he got braces because or veneers. in here, or veneers, something, but he went from sort of normal kid to, like, not ugly teeth, like, not bad teeth, just not movie star teeth, to yeah. suddenly not noticeable, like, just like, oh, that's just, you know, a normal person's smile. I thought for sure you would have picked up on that. No, I, this is something that I don't notice too much. I didn't, I never noticed But this. you notice all things about Zeph in terms of his appearance. I was sort of surprised yeah. that he didn't. Yeah, I didn't catch that one. A teeth is something that I don't really pay too much attention to. <laughs> Unless they're, like, bad. If they're, like, bad, then I'll see it. But 
Otherwise, I don't pay too much attention to it. So one thing that I noticed right off the bat with this movie, in terms of how it's a bad movie, is that the sound mixing is terrible. Yes, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about this, yeah. I had to turn on subtitles from the beginning, because the movie starts with... Zeph is this young boy who plays baseball because his dad played for the Reds or the Indians or something. Yeah. And his dad wants him to follow in his footsteps. This is a new sport for Zeph. He, he's I, never I have that baseball, noted, right? yep. And he's never ridden a horse before either. So, I mean, there's two more sports he crosses off in this movie. Yeah. The movie starts with Zeph listening to Bill Cobbs, who you've seen in a million things because he's, he's sort of the old, wise, funny black man and like everything. And he's sort of talking about when he was a young boy and he was a jockey rider. He was a derby rider. By the way, he's huge for a fucking jockey. Jockey, like that dude. Yes. Yeah, like jockeys are supposed to be like super tiny. This dude is fucking massive. I wrote that down too. That okay. It must have happened in a time where like jockeys weren't, you know, four foot ten Filipino guys, guys eighty Fili- pounds, small yeah. Filipino men. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe I guess. But he's sort of regaling Zeph about like the good old days of horse racing, and like the first line of the movie, I'm like, I have no idea what he said, and like he doesn't. In every other movie, I've never had difficulty understanding him. He mumbles. But there's a lot something in this. about yeah. He's I like just overly can't... mumbly. Yeah, it's hard. It was hard for me to understand him too. But I like you know having my volume blaring because I'm deaf as fuck, so I could make right. out what he was saying. But yeah, it was bad. The sound mixing in general was just terrible. Like it, some parts were really loud, some parts were really soft. The score, like when they would like add sound effects to stuff, was really bad. Yeah, all of it was really bad. Whoever did the audio editing for this, I hope that they stumble upon this one day and could write into us and talk about how why this was so bad. Email us zachattack at cageclub.me. Let us know. But not only is the sound mixing terrible, but like the music is super loud and goofy. Yeah, like, it's, it's wonky very music. Cartoony. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very cartoony, like very like um circusy kind of, I would say. Yep. Like yeah, it was it, it didn't fit the feel of the like they must have like just not had any budget and this is what they <laughs> came up with. They're like, let's use this like clip art of like sounds, like the most basic like ones that have already been there's like no royalties for and they were just using all of those it was weird it was super weird this is a movie with a level of production on par with only one other movie that i can think of that we've done for any cage club show there's a shia labeouf movie one of his first three or four called the christmas path which is about a family at christmas who's broke and shia is a bad kid and then Santa basically shows up or something. It's all super weird. <laughs> okay. But it's exactly this level of production that when we, we saw... like It's like almost Lifetime started, movie, straight to TV, made for TV movie styling. Without the glitz and glamour. Because like, I feel like Lifetime like sort of puts Vaseline on the lens to sort of make everything look nicer. You yeah. I mean? like, this yeah. is like that without that little bit of finesse. It's like, oh, everything is weird. Nobody can really act. Everyone sort of looks attractive on first glance, and you like look at them a little bit too long. You're like, oh, you're not like yeah, you're a bootleg version of someone else. You know, like everybody's just like an ugly, like a like an almost as attractive version of somebody that is famous. We have a bootleg Sharpay in this. Yeah, we do have bootleg Sharpay in this. We do that. She looks she looks cute from certain at certain times, and then like you're like, oh, she's just not like not. I don't want to be mean, but she's just not like movie star attractive, especially to be yeah, like as Zeph's love interest. Yes, yes. Even if even if they're both like 15, she's definitely not movie star attractiveness. Like, th- there's a right. big jump from here to High School Musical. Like, everyone in yeah. High School Musical is fucking beautiful, whereas yep. like here, 
it's definitely made for TV movie. I wonder, was this made for TV? Do we know what the like the idea of this was? Did I like... can't find anything about this movie. It's not on Box Office Mojo. It's not on Rotten Tomatoes. There's no IMDb trivia. I don't remember if I look. Let me look on Wikipedia right now. I don't remember there being much about this anywhere. Oh yeah, no the the Wikipedia write up is just the plot. Okay. Nice. It was produced by Tanya Walker Productions and distributed by Echo Bridge Entertainment. So those two powerhouses in the film industry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... It's super... I, I don't... There's nothing out there about this movie. No. I'm trying to... Like, I was trying to find, like, budget. I was trying to find anything. The only number that I have is that 65% of audience on Rotten Tomatoes liked it. So most Who the people fuck are it. watching? Th- like, I don't know. Like, we love Zeph. I love shitty movies, and I don't like this. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, this is like this is a movie made for me, and it's I terrible. Know. Yeah. And because this is one that we couldn't find online to like to rent or anything, this is a DVD that I now own forever. <laughs> you have to keep it. It's it, like I it's will. worth it that you took one out of circulation. There's like a poor yes. child out there that could have been watching this that now doesn't have to because you own it. I do. Oh God. Oh, okay. So another weird thing about this world that this movie's in is that the bullies not only do they ride horses, but they also ride ATVs everywhere. Well, that kind of makes sense. Like if you're like in like farmland kind of, yeah. I can assume that like if you're like under sixteen, you don't have your license yet. Like you're gonna be like riding an ATV. So like that part didn't bother me too much. The part that bothered me about the bullies is that like they fucking wreck this fruit stand every time. Like they're so yes. uncreative as bullies. Like literally every time they go there they they smash five tomatoes and then leave like i would get bored doing that like can't you just like set the fence on fire or something like do something different mix it up a little bit put some dog shit everywhere these are the most uncreative bullies i've ever experienced in my life their justification for doing it is because bill cobbs is an alcoholic they're like oh he drinks he, he deserves this and it's just like who doesn't drink in the fucking in the in the fucking in the country in the country like this like they're all farmers like literally all of their families have to be alcoholics oh there is one other thing that they do so okay so the movie opens or like the first time we see these kids there's three atv punks we find out later that the young one the guy who's not like the kid he's younger than the other two yes he's sort of not on board with this kind of stuff he's new to town so i don't know how he got i'm new in town (laughs) exactly i'm gay i have aids i'm new New in town town. yeah because we find out later that you know the babe in this movie who's so attractive that when zeph is taking batting practice uh we'll get to that scene later yeah. there's more i want to okay. talk about that she walks into his field of vision and like he just stares at her yeah she's like and an angel she's that hot so she and this younger brother just moved to town but somehow immediately he's on an atv wrapped up with this the like, gang of hoodlums these atv punks that i was calling them yeah and it just feels like he's already part of it, but then we find out later, like, oh no, he just moved to town. So I don't know how he's there. I think he's sort oh, of. Oh no, they said like, it. They said it. Like the rich kid's dad hired his dad, and he's like, I'm just keeping you around because like my dad just hired your dad. Oh. Yeah, he oh. says it like in like passing. Yeah, I caught okay. it. Okay. The when we first see them before they stomp all the tomatoes, they also wrap ropes around mailboxes. Which is the most uneventful way to do this ever. This is fucking yeah. stupid. Like, why don't you just take a baseball bat and hit it as you drive by like a normal kid? I have a quote written down here. I don't know who said it because I didn't attribute it to anybody. It might be an ATV punk. I think it's more likely Zeph talking to Bill Cobbs, but I wrote down, 
I know horses like me, which no matter who <laughs> said it, it's a great quote, I think. Yeah, I, the dialogue, I mean, if we can start talking about the dialogue, if you're ready to, I have some good dialogues from this movie, too, because it's really terrible. I did I did really enjoy how bad the dialogue was. Like, I don't know if they, like, kind of, like, you know, freestyled some of it. It was, like, improv or something, but there's some pretty, pretty terrible dialogue in this movie. Are you ready to talk about the dialogue? Yeah, go ahead. There's one line that I have next is that they smash the tomatoes, I think, and then Zeph comes out. It's hard for... I watched this movie, I don't know, three days ago, and I already forget so much about it. Well, because cause nothing really happens. It, like, moves, it like, like slow, and nothing is happening. But also, it's, like, moving really fast because, like, we don't know the chronology of it. It's not like one of these, like, the other Zeph movies that, like, move fast, but nothing happens, or move slow, but a lot happens. It's like a movie that just nothing is happening. Like, it's just the whole story about him getting the fucking horse. Like, that's the whole... For being an hour and a half, it felt like it was three hours long. It was long. It, we both had to take breaks in the middle of it. I took a break yeah. after half an hour because I was just like, I can't do it. Like, it's an hour 38, I think. Yeah. And it was like 29 minutes in, and I was just like, I can't. I just need to, I need to stop because it requires your full attention because... It feels like there's a lot going on, but there's not, and so you're paying attention, trying not to miss anything, but you realize that you're not actually missing anything. So, like, it's requiring all this focus that actually doesn't require. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, I definitely agree. I was watching it paying a lot of attention because I felt like I was missing stuff, right. but I wasn't, so that's what gave me this weird feeling that you needed to pay attention a lot. It's like jump. It's making like logical jumps in some places, and you're like, did I just miss a whole bunch of shit? So then I started paying yeah. attention more. And so Okay, so the dialogue. Yeah. I have two great quotes from this movie. Okay. One was Zeph, when they like, do, at the tomato stand, Zeph yeah. is looking at him, and he's like, everything is handed to you. And the other kid looks back at him and goes, what's that supposed to mean? Like, that's the most clear-cut, <laughs> like, 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 you know what I mean? It was like, yep. it was, I was like, okay, that's weird. Like, has he never heard this expression before? Like, the other one was like, at some point later down the line, Fake Sharpay is like, I've seen good before, and this is definitely not it. <laughs> yeah, so those are my two favorite quotes. There was a quote in that, I think it's that first scene you just mentioned, it's around that time, I don't know if Zeph is there yet or not, but it's the way that we're introduced to the fact that these ATV punks are also horse riders. Because the main bully, the guy he's going to race at the end, says, you want a champion? I'm it. And I'm like, wait, these guys ride horses too? Like, it just feels so out of place, because we don't know, we just see that they're like sort of preppy bullies, and then he's like, oh, I'm also like a world-class steeplechase rider. It's like, oh, okay, because I feel like they just couldn't afford more actors. So, like, we need this kid to be the bully, sort of the little mentor to the kid, maybe, and also the rival? Like, there's yeah. so many hats he has to wear. Yeah, 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 you're right. It, it feels weird that, like, these couldn't have been, like, like he could have been, like, the bully and the rival. But, yeah, it's just, it's way too many. He's he's he is de- he's definitely three characters in one, and you, they could have gotten away with making him two, but, like, the three is, like, come on. And he's, like, the one that's, like, fighting for the girl, too. So he's, like, the girl rival, the sports rival, and the bully. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh, okay. One thing that they did not skimp on is family budget, because Zeph has a bigger family in this movie than I feel like he's had in any other movie in his career. He's got both parents and two younger sisters, which I feel was, like, sort of, like, I can't remember many other movies, if any, that he, that has he siblings. had, like, a family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Zeph and Teen again, he had a family, right? Well, that was, well, he was a, well, he, mm, did he have a family? Because he was a grown-up when he had a family. When he was just a kid, he had the the girlfriend. Yeah, but I thought he had like his parents back then. 
Yeah, that's true. He has a dad in High School Musical. He has a mom too, but she's only coach. in for like three seconds. Remember, she like comes in like. Wait, does he have siblings in any other movie? Yeah, in the brother one, the dead br- little dead brother. Oh, that's true. Does he have sisters then? I don't know. Not that I remember. Because at one point in this movie, they're like all sitting on a bed, and then like he kind of tackles both of them. Like this is so uncomfortable. Back then, nobody knew what he would become, but like you, you sort of see him, especially now in Baywatch, which has come out since last time we recorded. Like to see that guy on a bed with two like eight-year-olds, like like sort of wrestling. With well, them, he's also like... he's also super young in this movie, so it's like right. It, it's but it's still it's still weird knowing weird. who he'll become. It's weird, yeah. I wonder if those girls are, like, super amped about it now. Like, yeah, Zeph and I were in a movie when we were six. You know, like, I, I would be pretty amped about it. I bet they're, I bet they're pretty cool. Or Probably. They, or they, just... they also joke about farts in this movie. Like, they're just having I, a good time. I guess in my notes, too. Girls. Yeah, the little girls get, like, way too much screen time. Like, they were, like, yeah. put in... They, they are the mechanism for comic relief, but they're not funny to me that maybe this is like a really wholesome christian movie i think that that's what it is i think that's what it is too and i think that's why it reminded me of the christian path or the christmas path because like zeph later in the movie after he falls under the tutelage of bill cobbs starts like he's basically just shovels horse shit all day like he's just cleaning yeah. up the stables and so we don't even see him walk in the room yet but the girls are like did you fart no you farted and like using that word like it's just it's weird to and the mom comes girls. in and the mom comes in and says don't use language like that Yes. And then Zeph comes, he's like, oh, am, am I the one who smells? Like, I've been cleaning a stable all day. Like, we need, like, an explanation for it. And then, like, later that scene, he walks away, and then they have, like, the cookie bandits, and they, like, steal cookies off the counter, and then the dad, like, sort of grabs them and, like, has, like, this dad family Christian moment and, like, sort of takes the cookies. It's just, it's all super weird. I don't know why, they, there's no reason for them to be in this movie at all, other than the show, like, Zeph's a good guy, but, like, we knew Zeph's a good guy because he stands up for Bill Cobbs. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be, like, even beyond lifetime wholesomeness. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what this movie... This was, like, fuck, like, ABC Family movie is what this was. Yeah. That's what it had to have been. I think that we solved it. Probably. I mean, that I I thought that. I didn't write that down. We should have brought that up at the beginning because there's no other real valid explanation for why this is the type of weird that it is it, or the type of uncomfortable that it is yeah feel stifled not steepled but stifled <laughs> <laughs> there's oh so what's also weird okay another sort of maybe validation or justification or reasoning or whatever for it's a christian movie is it's both racist a little bit like they find out the parents find out that zeph has been hanging out with bill cobbs and that he wants to ride horses with him. Yes. Zeph, he, he doesn't say the word because he gets cut off, but he's just like, why? Because he's black? Like, he's about to I say that. I was so waiting for an end bomb in this movie. It was early enough that, like, I couldn't tell how wholesome the movie was. Right. And I was waiting for it. Because, like, we've had, I was go, I was hoping we would get a third end bomb in a Zeph movie because we've done <laughs> two, right? And I was like, in this early, like, I, I wanted to set the trajectory of end bombs that we would catch later. Yeah. But it didn't. But instead, he's like, why? Because he's, and then the parents both cut him off really quickly. They're like, no, because he's an alcoholic. And it's like, 
oh, so Christian judging, you know what I mean? It's it's all it's all weird, I guess. It's not like he was, like, beating his wife or, like, fucking up no. the dog or something. He just likes to drink on his farm. He has nothing else to do. He's yeah. old. And we find out later, and we'll get to that because it's the craziest scene in the movie, that he has a tragic backstory, so of course he's going to drink. Yeah, yeah. It's, what the fuck? It's, it's because they they just don't know him. Because, like, they basically spend, I don't know, 30 seconds with him. They're like, oh, this guy's great. They also find out that, like, Bill Cobbs spent $5,000 on a horse just for Zeph to ride. By the way, did you think that, I don't know if they missed this part of the movie, like, for editing or something, but I really think that, like, the guy that was there for the foreclosure was there because he, like, mortgaged the house to buy Zeph the horse. Wait, say that again? Okay. You know the scene when the like the guy's there and he's like, I'm from the bank. It's not his house any. It's like not his farm anymore. We've like right. repossessed it. That's the mechanism for the girl to go in and find the clothes to get Zeph to ride the horse, right? Right. Yep. Okay. I think that because they because Zeph asked him like six times where he got five thousand dollars. Like Zeph asked him. Zeph's dad asks him. Like the guy in the stable. Like everybody asks him where he got this money from, right? He also says his grandfather bought this land. His great grandfather bought the land like a century ago. Right. So the land had to be paid off. Yeah. So I think that part of the story that's missing is that he like took out like some kind of loan on the property to buy Zeph the horse. That's possible. I mean, the movie just takes no steps in, like, explaining that at all. Like, I missed that. That makes sense to me completely. It's good that you caught that, but, like, the movie has no interest in, like, answering questions at all no. at any level, let alone where that money came from. Yeah, but but I only was paying attention because they asked six times, like, <laughs> Zeph's like, where'd you get that $5,000? His dad's like, $5,000 is a lot of money. Where'd you get that $5,000? Zeph's like, I don't right. know where he got the $5,000. And it's, like, this ongoing conversation for, like, 30 minutes about where he got this money, and they just don't explain where he got it from. It was just, like, he had it. And all he does is sell fucking tomatoes that get smashed every two days in front of his house anyway, so... Because it's not... Like, he doesn't need money, because he's sort of like, you know, the tomatoes are on the honor system, right? And then, like, if the land's paid off and they're living out in the middle of nowhere, do we know what state this is in? No, I wanted to ask you. I, I was hoping that you would know, but there's, like, nothing fucking in the... It, it has to... <sighs> I don't know. Well, when I drove cross-country, I played a game with my friend that I left with. We played could this still be New Jersey? And most of the eastern half of the United States yeah. looks like New Jersey, because it's all the same trees, the same type of, like, land. And, like, this could fall anywhere in there. Like, I feel like it's probably southern because of, like, everything that's involved in it, but also... Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. I think at the end... I'm guessing Pennsylvania. No. I think... You don't think so? No. Like, rural Pennsylvania? I mean, it could be. I would go more, like... Georgia. I cuz I think so the the movie's called The Derby Stallion. I didn't think about this when we before we started but then as the movie went on I'm like, "Oh, the Kentucky Derby." And it wasn't Kentucky. No, it wasn't. But they I feel like I think they mentioned the name of the town or something they did. like Fuck. whatever Derby. I wish I, I would paid attention. Oh well. It's somewhere, but yeah, it's just sort of like anywhere USA. It is, yeah. But wherever wherever they're living, like there's no need for him to have money, especially if the farm is paid off. You know, he's just selling these tomatoes, just you know, basically giving them away or whatever. You know, I'm I'm also surprised that he didn't just have money. But like, I guess if the guy, if the bank guy showed up, he had to have done something, right? Like, so I don't know. That's what I'm saying. The bank guy showed up and said, like, we're taking the land back tomorrow. He had to owe someone money, but yeah, right. Yeah, that's my whole thing. But who knows why? I don't who know knows why. why. Things you could tell why this movie was super cheaply shot. Back sure. to, like, that scene where they, like, meet him and they're, like, really cool with him. Like, after, like, 13 seconds, like, they, like, walk up and he's like, hi, these are my daughters. He, like, shakes their hands and they're like, he's a great guy. But, um... <laughs> 
<laughs> but if you, I don't know if you noticed it or not. You probably didn't. I catch it because I like to grill a lot. When I looked at the grill, there was like three single separated ribs on the entire grill. Oh boy. That he's grilling. Like it's just like it's just three ribs. <laughs> like and like and they're like spread so it makes it look like it's a lot more food. They're like not even like a full rack. So their budget had to be nothing for this movie. Well actually and that transitions me exactly perfectly into what I wanted to say next is that another way you know that this movie was shot really cheaply is because when they're playing baseball Everyone is oh, wearing yes! jeans and white yes! t-shirts. Yes, they, they have They have one person has a hat that has a letter on it, and everyone else is in white t-shirts. Like, what the fuck kind of baseball team has just white... His dad played for the pros! But but more importantly than the t-shirt, because the t-shirt is whatever, they're not wearing baseball pants, they're wearing jeans. Yeah, and they're Everybody not even, like, raglan t-shirts. They're not even, like, baseball tees with, like, different color sleeves. Like, the classic baseball tees that are, like, another $2 over a white yep. t-shirt. Like, what the yep. fuck? <laughs> yeah, I definitely noticed that, too. I have it in my notes. I was like, what baseball team plays in only white t-shirts? Like, the baseball song in, what was that, High School Musical 2? Yeah. Like, that production value on that was, like, a hundred times better than this. And, like, they're not really playing baseball in either one. What's also crazy, like, I don't know which baseball is worse, <laughs> but in this one, some kid gets a hit or whatever, and then they send in the little brother to go pinch run. Basically, it's, it's no, Zeph gets hit time. in the head. That's what it is. Oh, Zeph gets hit in the head. Right, right, yeah. right. And so the kid goes on, on base, and somebody basically hits a sacrifice fly, and the kid tags up, and, like, he slides in, and he would have been out, except the guy <laughs> dropped the ball. And then the next... We cut to the bench with Zeph next to the kid. And he says to the kid, hey, you know, you're pretty good. And, like, all the kid did was run from one base to another. That's all he did. But, hey, you're pretty good at baseball. You do. Hey, that's all you need. Don't get me started on baseball. So, essentially, that is being pretty good at baseball. If you could run between one, run one straight line, that's being good at baseball. Yes. But baseball is also, I mean, so I guess baseball is kind of the central conflict of this movie because the biggest burn in this movie is that Zeph says to his dad, I'm not you. Does he say, I think Zeph says, I'm not you, and the dad says, finally something we agree on. Like, they're in this fight, and like, they basically, like, Zeph has no interest in baseball at all. He doesn't want to do theater, I guess he wants to ride horses? (laughs) (laughs) Zeph makes very interesting career choices. It is, it is. This is a poor man's high school musical without without the singing. Is what this is. So it sounds like Kenny Ortega ripped off the Derby Stallion. Not only did he take its star, he was like, ooh, I like this. Athlete wants to do something more feminine. All right. <laughs> Artistic. A- athlete wants to be more expressionist. Yeah. Also, why the fuck is... Okay, never mind. I figured it out. But, like, the horse... Like, he's just walking the horse in circles. Then he, like, jumps over, like, one garbage can. And they're like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden, he's on a racetrack. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's like... Like, those things didn't connect in my head for a while. Actually, because he doesn't jump anything on the racetrack. So I'm like... No. He's like, yeah, he's like... He's like, here, he's gonna time trial him. And, like, he just, like, runs with the horse. And it's like, okay, cool. The training montages in this movie are are, are not even montages. They're just, like... It's Zeph walking the horse in a circle, and like he's like, "Why am I doing this?" And the real answer is because we can't afford to shoot at the at the racetrack for more than one day, so we just need you in a dirt patch. But what yeah. it actually is like, Bill Cobb is like, "Oh, you need to know how the horse moves from down here, so that when you're up there, you can you know know how he rides or whatever." But there's so much of him just like walking around with the horse, like not even on the horse, just like, "Hey, we have a horse in the shot. Uh, what can we do with it?" Yeah, just hold this rope and spin it in a circle like you're on a carousel. 
And I realized it was it was at this point in the movie where I wrote down that so much of this movie is just Zeph listening to Bill Cobbs because it feels like three or four scenes up to this point, he's just like sitting next to him. He's just telling stories. And like the camera's not doing anything interesting. It's just like on them. And it's like, oh, all right, this is this is an interesting choice. But it finally Go ahead. kind of sort of pays off because we have a flashback and they have him as this young rider who's like, you know, the best in his league or whatever. Super handsome young black guy. Yep. Then we get into like the second part of the racism. We already did the like, he's not black, he's just an alcoholic. That's right. why we hate him. And so, but now this is the olden days where racism was okay. And so he's in love with the, a white girl who's the daughter of the richest man in town. You know, their plan or something is to, for him to win the race. And then at the end of the race, she's going to tell her dad, we're engaged. And he says something like, nobody's ready for the likes of me marrying the richest white girl in the county. Yeah. And this infuriates her, makes her sad, whatever. And she's like, I'm going to go tell my dad right now. Yeah. So she storms off to go This girl who's only been in like 10 things, she was in Mockingjay Part 2 as an uncredited character, so she's still working, even though she's like in this movie as like a nothing role, so good for her, I guess. Yeah. But she goes off to tell her dad, Bill Cobbs chases after her, and we catch up to her. We don't know what happened, but she's just dead on the ground. <laughs> Dude, she got Christopher Reeved so hard. Everybody yeah. gets Christopher Reeved in this movie, too, by the way. But she definitely got Christopher Reeved. In this movie, a woman dies off-screen, but a horse presumably like bucks her off, and she's just dead. And so I guess from yeah. then on out, Bill Cobbs has been drinking, but I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Also, this movie just started off with him in jail. If this was an old-timey racist kind of place, right. a white girl being dead and the black guy being the first one to find her instantly makes it him. Like, it's it's him. Oh, absolutely. Like, he would have been in jail forever. Like, Zeph should be having... This should have been, like, um, like Shawshank Redemption or so. You know what I mean? Like, Zeph, like, visits the prison and, like, finds this guy. That's what that's what the, 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 um, the weirdness should have been. It should have been, like, he's in jail. You know? Like, not like he's... Like, you're visiting a jail. You're visiting an old guy in jail. That's what should have been the, the struggle, the tension in the movie. I have, I have notes written down, like, kick his butt. You can try... Or, like, this is such an awkward first encounter between Zeph and the blonde girl, which I don't even remember what they are. Like, I don't remember... The first encounter is, like, she... It's not a baseball. No, because he sees her at baseball, but they don't talk. And the bully hits on her, and he's like, I could show you a few other things, too. Like, I'm yes, going to take good. you out back she and, says like, something you over. Fire. Do you remember what she says? She says, no... She says, I don't date outside my species. Yeah. But I was like, what kind of movie, like, what kind of Christian movie? Because this guy's, like, basically like, hey, you want to go bang? Or you want to go quadruple space? And she says... <laughs> And she just puts him down. But I'm like, this is like a family movie, which I guess, like, if kids are watching this, they might not know what that means. But still, it's like, that's a weird thing for this guy to say. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking weird. I agree. It's at this point in the movie where, like, things are just sort of like, we're, like, halfway through and nothing has happened. Yep. And so they need to make everything happen in a hurry. <laughs> and so that's when, like, he sort of, he doesn't, like, start dating the girl, but, like, they kind of start dating and hanging out and doing things or whatever. And they're like, oh, they're, like, cleaning up the horse shit and stuff. Like, they're, like, shoveling and they go for ice cream and like we better wash our hands first just like all weird yeah christian fun and also at the same time zeph is becoming the best rider that's ever ridden a horse yep bill cobb says something like there's been a lot of years since i saw that kind of bond between a man and an animal that boy and that horse it's a union that happens once in a lifetime if you're lucky yep i don't believe it i know and i'm just like wait like 
Yeah. Okay. Like we don't we don't see him doing anything special with the horse. They say, again, just like the girls, like they're not. They're, it's not show don't tell. It's one hundred percent tell, and then sort of show like a low budget version of whatever you want to see. I am a thousand percent with you. First of all, he was like Zeph. I knew when you got the horse, it was meant for you. Like he didn't get the horse. Like he bought the horse for Zeph and then brought it out. And Zeph was like, "Is this my horse?" He's like, "Yeah." It was like there was no, there was no like he didn't pick a horse. Like we skipped the whole picking a horse part of it. Yeah. Did you notice that they had like spend so much time in like the second half of the movie making an emphasis on whose horse it is? Like, they're constantly arguing about whose horse it is. Like, the dad will be like, is that Zeph's horse? And he'll be like, that's my horse. (laughs) Winston will be like, this is your horse. And he'll be like, why don't I have to shovel the shit? He's like, it's your horse. And he's like, can I ride it? He's like, it's your horse, but you can't ride it because that's not what I told you to do. And he's like, well, then why is it my horse? (laughs) And they, like, it's the same with the $5,000 thing. Like, they keep making an emphasis on, like, whose horse it is. And I don't know why. That, That I can't sort out in my head. Yeah, they spend a lot of time talking about whose horse it is. He's like, it's my horse, isn't it? Let me go show my sisters my horse. Look, kids, it's your son, It's your brother's horse. I also just realized that that quote I said about this bond between man and animal, it, it's before he even rides the horse. Yeah. Because then my next note is Zeph trying to get a bo- uh, like on top of that horse, and he like can't do it because it's like comical. You know what I mean? Like he like can't. And then like the second time he just mounts it perfectly. Yep. That was the first time he got on that horse because Bill Cobb, just like you were saying, says it's your horse, but you can't ride that horse. <laughs> that he hadn't even ridden the horse, and yet that bond between man and beast is still so, so strong. Deep. It's so deep, yeah. Oh, also, in that same scene where he's trying to get on the horse, there's music that plays that, like, basically they drop in a record scratch when he can't get on the horse. I'm like, why is this a thing that's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember that. It, like, da 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 and then just, like, stops and he falls off. And it's like, what the fuck was this music for? Then we see Zeph jumping over things on the horse. Bill Cobbs, I think, or maybe one of the parents says, the boy has a gift. And I'm like, wait, the boy has a gift? Or, like, the horse has a gift? Like... He's not doing anything. Like, he didn't, like, I don't, it's all weird. Yeah, it's like a weird combo of, like, they're giving Zeph way too much credit and giving the horse not enough credit. Because, like, this was, like, a pretty championship horse already. Like, he bought it from the rich kid. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, well-trained and shit. And they, like, all of a sudden, like, the black guy and Zeph get all the credit for this, like, horse. And it's like, hmm, I don't know about that. (laughs) Then, out of nowhere, the ATV punks come up to Bill Cobbs and, like, we suddenly go into first-person mode from Bill Cobbs. Yeah! Yeah, what the fuck? You're right. I totally didn't even... I mean, like, I caught it, but, like, I forgot about it until you just mentioned it. And you're like... It's like, it sort of gets blurry and he falls down. You're like, oh, okay, then they bring him back. And then all of a sudden, Bill Cobbs is dead and Zeph is bawling. I'm like, finally, we get No, no, no. It was two separate things because there's there's more time with him after he has, like, the fake heart attack. But not not much time. Not much, not much, but there is some time. They basically, like, he, they sort of recover him a little bit, they bring him back to his house, they lay him down, and then there's, like, maybe a scene or two, He, they come back again, and he's dead. I really wanted that, so, <laughs> again, if this wasn't a Christian movie, I really wanted him, them to find him with, like, the picture in his left hand and his dick in his right hand, and he was just, like, stroking it, and, like, that's how he died, and he just had a heart attack stroking it to the blonde chick, and just, like, so they walk in on just like that situation for a podcast that we recorded that's going to come out the podcast is going to really be released in september it's going to the episode is going to come out in december i think but a movie a guy in one of the movies we just did died from autoerotic asphyxiation so it's not out of the realm of possibility for the kids exactly. podcast network for this to happen in multiple movies 
Exactly. The precedent has been set. It's ready to go. But we finally we don't we do not get shirtless Zeph, and we'll get into this when we play the game later. But we do get crying Zeph, and he is bawling like you know he's he and Fake Sharpay are both like super super sad yes. that like the only good person in town is now dead. Yeah, yeah, we do get crying. I thought that he was gonna cry earlier in the movie, like when the bullies like first started like picking on him, kind of. I felt like there was almost a cry coming there, like when he saw them like first smash a tomato. So I, I was yep. hoping that we would get a cry in this movie. I was happy that he cried at the funeral. That was good. And it's at this point in the movie where, like, already nothing was happening, but now that the only guy who was really propelling the story forward is dead, then the movie grinds to a real halt. And, like, somehow it gets even slower and less things happen. I was thinking it's the other way. They kind of, like, push through the end. I To me, it happened way faster. Because it's like, okay, dude shows up. Zeph says, no, I'm not going to this thing because he died. And then he's like, right. the girl gets the package, and she yep. finds the creepy scrapbook, which is fucking yep. weird. That was a really bizarre part of the movie. Why he had this creepy scrapbook for him, I'll never know. But then Zeph reads, like, a note from Beyond the Grave from Bill Cobbs about, like, you know, how he's supposed to ride or whatever. Just like, this is, it's all super weird. Like, he's going to ride, Bill, he's going to wear Bill Cobbs' old racing clothes, right? Like, yeah. it's like, they the two became one. Like, he's now sort of, like, the ghost of him is inside Zeph now. Yeah. I think that's not the only thing he wanted to have inside Zeph. <laughs> but, yeah. Possible. With this creepy scrap... Dude, the creepy scrapbook freaked me out, man. If somebody, like, like handed me, like, a creepy scrapbook, I'd be like, what the fuck were Describe you the creepy scrapbook. It was, like, all of these, like, pictures of Zeph, like, from the, like, paper and, like, school and news and stuff. Like, anytime somebody amasses, like, information about you and then, yep. like, compiles it together... That's fucking creepy. Yeah. And so, like, and this was, like, old-timey, so he had, like, pictures and, like, articles and stuff, and she's flipping through. She's like, oh, look, it's, like, all, what's his name, Patrick or whatever. And it's like, no, this is just a fucking, like, serial killer scrapbook is what this is. This is, like, he's, like, saving mementos for when he murders him. It's fucking Cause weird. Because we also don't really get a sense of, like, that they have a real shared history. What do you mean? That, like, Zeph and Bill Cobbs. No, they it do. It seems like. They do. Because they have a very deep, long history, which made the parents not knowing about him so weird. Okay, then that's that's okay. That's what I was confused about then, because yes. they're so thrown off by like you're spending time with him, but like they apparently had this history that they just didn't know. But like, how do they not know about it then? I don't know. But at the very beginning of the movie is when Zeph goes, "Can you play a song for me on the harmonica?" And he's like. Yeah, and he's like, is it still 25 cents? And he's like, no, that was a long time ago. And then he's like, I have a dollar fifty, and he's like, that'll get you two songs. And, like, th this whole thing, like, they established that they had known each other for a while. But the And then he goes back, and the parents have no idea who he is. So, like, he's been, like, hanging out with this dude for, like, years, essentially, but he doesn't... Yeah, it's weird. And we have really no sense of how big the town is, but it feels small. So the fact that, like, he's gone at all, and, like, they don't know where he is for an extended period of time is just, like, weird. Because he doesn't, he doesn't have friends. No, he doesn't. The only people he hangs out with at all in this movie are the people who literally just moved to town. Yeah, and, and the dad even says that, or, like, the mom says it, like, why don't you hang out with people your own age? And it's like, well, you didn't know where the fuck he was for the past 20 years, or, like, 10 years, so, like, what the fuck does it matter now? It was really weird, yeah. It's super weird. So she, Fake Sharpay brings him the clothes and the note and everything, and, like, it inspires him to do this for Bill Cobbs. And I was like, please get changed in front of us. Cause, like, that was the only time we were going to have, like, shirtless Yeah, you know I was I mean? hoping like, for it, too. But they, he doesn't. But then they're going to the race, but he can't get there, and, like, the car won't start, right? And like, Yes. 
the car, like, the parents it's fake find out car. somehow, like, through the town that he's gonna go. Well, before we get there, it's, like, fake Sharpay's car, and she takes out her phone, and this is another great line of, like, who wrote this dialogue? She says, I forgot to charge it. Like, talking about her phone. I forgot to charge it. It's out of batteries. Yeah, it's out of batteries. Yes, I did catch that, Poor actually. I'm just like, oh, okay. So then, somehow the dad finds out, right, like, and the, the town's like, hey, he's trying to get here. So the dad drives from the race. No, he just guesses. The dad just guesses. Like, he doesn't even, like, he realizes he's, like, supposed to be there and not there, so he just, like, is like, I'm gonna go find him. But the weirdest thing is he, he finds them somehow, right? And he pulls up to them, and, like, they have the hood open, like, the car's not starting, and it's the dad in a big country car, and then it's Zeph, Fake Sharpay, and the little brother. And instead of just, like, hey, let me drive you guys, they take the time to fix her car. No, no, it's not her car. No, 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 no. This made sense. You're, you didn't catch it. They have to bring the horse with them. They're taking oh. Houston's truck... They need the truck to tow the oh, horse trailer, okay. so they can't just have him drive him. They needed the truck. They needed to fix the truck. Yeah, Man, I was really mentally no, because she had out. like, like a knew... small car. She had like a small car. She does have a small car in the movie. Okay, but they were taking Houston's truck, so that's why they had to fix yes. the car instead of just okay fix the truck. Yes, that makes sense because I was like I saw what was happening, but I just had no desire to figure out the context, and I was just like, yeah, I oh. Get it. This is it's weird, but okay, that makes that actually that at least makes sense. Yeah, see, I was paying attention. I was like piecing together the weird shit that they. Which is surprising. You. Like you, normally, I'm the one that's explaining things to you. So yeah. I'm glad that the the script is flipped here. Yeah, it's dude, it's the shitty movies, man. They draw me in. But they get to the racetrack just in time. They convince the guy to like let them in because he's on the list. Yeah, and he has 30 seconds to get on the thing, like get there. Did they spend 30 seconds making out or something? Yeah, that's super weird. So like. Well, before before they make out, they make it very clear that there's no time to warm up the horse. You're like, oh, I wonder if he's gonna win. Like this horse, you know, I, he's, he can't possibly win, but of course, of course, he's gonna win. Yeah, and he was definitely gonna win. Yeah. Before he rides off, they've never kissed. He's never kissed Fake Sharpay. Yes. And so she like she's like, lean down here. I want to tell you something. And she kisses him, and then kisses him again, and then kisses him again. And his family is, like, 10 feet away and just staring at them. Yeah, just, like, shocked. It's, like, 20 seconds. But they're not shocked. They're, like, happy, too. Like, it's all... It's really perverse. It's Yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't know. It's... I guess that's kind of wholesome. Well, because then the, the daughter's like, what's he... Or what's she doing? And the dad or the mom says, I think she's just checking his lips. That's all. Yeah, that and was the, the mom. And the other yeah. one is like, oh, I do that, too. And the girl is like... Or, like, one of the daughters is like, oh, I do that, too. And just like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Like, she doesn't know what she's saying. It's super funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so wholesome. Checking lips. Checking lips and quadruple spacing. That's all we're doing And then I realized, at this point in the movie, we're an hour and a half in out of an hour 38. And I don't think we've seen Zeph do any steeplechase at all to this point. Like, maybe... He's jumped the one thing twice... He's jumped the one thing twice, and he's been on the horse for, like, a total of three seconds. But now this is the big race. This is <laughs> it. This is no, the derby. There's no time to build up for it. It's just like, no, he's here there. we are. And he's coming in hot, too, man. He's fucking... Truck broke down. Horse isn't warmed up. He sucks. Everything. Just, like, everything set up perfectly for him to win. It is crazy. And then, to, to top it off, we hear Bill Cobb's voice as, like, the voice inside his head, like, sort of cheering him on and, like giving him the encouragement that he needs and whatever. And meanwhile, we haven't pointed out that the horse he's racing on is just called Rusty, which compared to the other horses in this race, like Big Surprise and Shenanigans and Alex Madness and stuff like that, like, there are 
actual horse names, and then he's just riding Rusty, and she's like, oh, that's just like a pet name. Like, that's not like a horse name. Yeah, that's not like a racehorse name. That's like a that's like a horse that's your friend name. You're right, yeah. Racehorses always have cool names. I don't know right. why Houston... Houston should have bestowed a cool-ass name onto Rusty. Like, here's your, like, rider name. You know what I mean? Like, Whitney Houston's or something, you know? Yeah, so. but then while they're racing, the ATV punk is, like, pushing Zeph on the horse, which reminds me, something that I'm going to bring up in a little bit. There's something that happened before the movie that I'll tell you about later. But he's, like, pushing Zeph, and, like, they're playing dirty. They can see it from the crowd, because, like, even the family's like, <gasps> yeah, but, like, he's not disqualified. Like, no. nothing, like, I don't know why that's able to happen, but it does. he's rich. Duh. True, true. The race feels like it happens in real time, or even quicker than that, because, like, there's no tension like there's no close-ups on no the it's weird really. it's weird it's like zeph's in last last place then he's like pushing first the dude pushes him he's in like last place again yep then he's like in the middle and then it's like run let him run when he needs to run and he hears bill whatever or whatever this guy's name is the black guy's voice in his head and then he just like just takes off and wins yeah because he, he runs from behind or he he comes from behind and wins at the very end and then he shouts out we won, Houston. We did it. We won. Yeah, Clearly there's no ADR, audio that matches. Like, like, his mouth wasn't moving. Yep. It was, like, audio dubbed over it, which <laughs> is really fun, too. And then, like, we hurry, because they get to the race an hour and a half in, and there's eight minutes left in the movie, including credits. So then they, like, they, there's no time to celebrate, really. No, they hand him the trophy, like, this bullshit trophy that they definitely bought, you know, like, yep. at Goodwill or something. They hand him this and Goodwill trophy. And they smash cut to Bill Cobb's grave, and the trophy's there, along with his hat and a hard harmonica which we found out that his dead girlfriend gave him and some flowers and like that's like this is where he is this is his sort of final resting place and then he says you were right it's like having wings yeah and that's it and that's it that's it that's it. the movie just ends like we go through like nothing happening for like an hour and 30 minutes and then everything happens in five and a half minutes yep that's exactly what happened yep and i do want to point out that i might put it in here but there is a closing song called born to be a winner by yes. Billy Preston, which is great. It's like yeah. exactly the kind of motivational song like I wanted to hear over a montage. But since there's no montage in this movie, they just put it over the closing credits. Yeah, and apparently there was like there was like a lot of songs like in the credits. Like as I was watching it, I was like, when the fuck did they play any of these songs? Because there's no music in this movie that I remember. I really don't know. It's um, I mean, there's there's music. There's like carnival music like we talked about, but there's no like songs. Like it's just not that I noticed at least. Yeah, it's all like really weird sort of TV music. Music, kind of so this had to have been a tv movie yeah it had to be in like an abc family movie i i wish we yeah. could find out where it came from but if you know yeah. if you know where this movie came from and you Email somehow us. found this podcast and you've listened to all the time up until here of us talking about it email us well, I do feel like if you made this movie, you might have a Google alert set up for the Derby Stallion. So there's a non-zero chance that, they, that people find their way to here. But you're right. Like, the fact that they would have to listen to an hour of us talking to get to this point, and it's like, uh, I don't know if that's really feasible or realistic. Yeah, exactly. They just skipped through the good parts. Do you have any notes, more notes about the movie? No, I, I have none. I think we covered as much as I imagined we could for this movie so we can get to the games portion okay cool of the show good we have mail if you want to email us we've said the email address a couple times email us zach attack at cageclub.me we will read anything that he you reads send us anything on air. 
anything. So we have two emails, both from, you guessed it, Jess Collins. Cool. Hello, Jess. Yes, Jess. Go on. First one, Fire Ass Titles, which is a future game, that, or not a future game, but a game we're going to play a little bit later on the podcast. So her rankings from the last episode we did, which is, if you lived here, you'd be home now. Her number three was Sausage Party slash Top Gun 2, which is our <laughs> shared, like, let's just name it something that already exists. Yeah, that's a good one. Number two and number one, I think were both you. So I think you definitely won this. Number two was The Billboard. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And then number one, do you know what her favorite, can you remember? I don't know if you're going to remember because you have a, as soon as you say something, you don't remember what you said. But no. Number one, her favorite title for If You Lived Here, You'd Be Home Now, Paralegal. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a really good one. That was a really good one. I think that's the way to do it. That, I, I think that one was the winner. Yeah, I do remember it now, but I didn't remember that I said it before. You said. And it. then she wrote, "P.S. Really can't wait to hear what you guys do for Derby Stallion." which okay. we will be doing very shortly. Okay. She then sent us an email called Dick Pics. Okay. And there's three pictures in there. There's no text. So here's picture number one. Let me see. Unsolicited dick pic. There you go. Yeah, D- Dick Clark. There you go. One for one. Can you name all three? I think the, these next two might Dick have Van Dyke. Ones. Nope. Number um, two. Richard Simmons. Nope. Dick Budkiss. Dick Budkiss of the Bears. Yeah, well linebacker. played. Well played, okay. Yep. And then number three, right here. Andy Dick. Dick Feltz, which is a great name. That is a great defensive, name. He was defensive a... halfback, which is not a position that exists anymore. I guess it's just defensive back, like a cornerback or a safety. Yeah. For the Boston Patriots. Damn. So I, don't, I wonder what she searched to find these. I wonder if she searched dick pics or just searched dick and let Google autocomplete for her. I don't know what it was. Maybe. But send us dick pics. Send us email. Send us fan mail, hate mail, whatever. ZachAttack at cageclub.me. He will read it, and I will look at it too, I promise. So the next game we have is the Google Autocomplete game, which I just mentioned that Jess might have done. This is where we type in the name of the movie. If this, if we can play it for this, I will be stunned. So I'm going to type in Google the Derby Stallion. Runtime. Zach Efron. <laughs> no, the only autocomplete is trailer. So again, this is something that, you know, we've run into a brick wall because nobody's searching for this early stuff. Yeah, we're going to see our, and our games are going to go the opposite way when we do our next projects. They're going to, like, probably start out really slow and, like... Well, we're doing... So, the two projects, we're doing one from new to old and the other from old to new. So, I think... So, they'll kind of cross over. Seem, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. That works. All right. So, trailer. Okay. So, before we get into the trailer, I want to talk to you about the DVD. Yes, please do. Because on the DVD, before the movie started, there were trailers for other movies. Okay. And so... What were the other movies? Oh, I'm excited. Did you take notes on them, please? Yeah. Okay, good. I was originally, like, I normally just skip through those, but I was doing something or getting, you know, whatever ready while I was doing this, and I just let the first one play. Okay. There were two that were just about horses. (laughs) There's a movie about horses, and there's a TV show about horses, like the second (laughs) season now available or whatever. (laughs) In one of them, it's the same thing that happens at the end of this movie, that they're on the racetrack... But instead of just, like, slapping the horse or whatever the ATV punk did, this guy in this movie has, like, an electric prod or something, and he, like, shocks the other horse next to him. Huh. And I was like, what is happening? So there are two just trailers about horses. Like, I guess the when we were asking who is this movie for... Horse Girls. It's just for fans of horses. Horse Girls. It's just for Horse Girls is what this movie was for. But then... Go ahead. There was a third trailer which I want to show you. I think this is the right one. It's for a movie called Bailey's Billions, okay? Bailey's Billions? Yes. Okay. 2005. I'm going to put it in here. I want to watch this trailer with you. 
I'm going to explain to you the notes that I took from this trailer. Then I want to watch this trailer with you so that you can experience the craziness. No, let me movie. watch let me watch it first and then you tell me about what happened. Cuz I want to be surprised by it. I don't want you to spoil it. So if you search, I just searched Bailey's Billions, B A I L E Y apostrophe S Bailey's Billions and it's the first video. It's Tim Curry Bailey's Billions. So we just watched the trailer again. And it's this movie called Bailey's Billions from 2005, where Holy an old fuck. woman dies yeah. and leaves her entire fortune and her estate and everything to her dog. The dog also apparently can talk. Yes. And Dean only Kane, to only played, to the one guy though. Only yeah, the one guy. Dean Kane, who played Superman on Lois and Clark. The dog talks to him, and he's I guess married to or dating Lori Holden, who was on The Walking Dead, who's now on The Americans, who's been who was on The X Files. Like she's been on major TV series and like important roles, and she's in this movie. And then Tim Curry, the butler from Clue, right? He's in Clue. Yeah, he's he's the butler from Clue. I mean, he's he's a, a million different things, but that's right. Like... And he's also in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, and he's also in Home Alone. Yep. Like he is in this movie, and he and Jennifer Tilly, who's been in Bound, who's been in a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, she's the been two in of them are going to team up to steal the dog to get the money yes and it's this like wacky kids caper with like weird sound effects i don't know why these four actors also with john lovitz as the voice of the dog yes i don't know why any of them made this movie let alone made it in 2005 like what is i don't think it was was it actually made in 2005 yeah damn okay yeah then that's fucking weird i'm trying to see yeah 2005 that's what the website says okay Wow. That was really interesting. I would actually like to see that movie now. This looks like a straight-to-DVD movie, too. I was thinking, so I'm still not going to announce what our next two podcasts are that are starting on December 1st, but the one that we were talking about doing after that, which is going to happen so far in the future that, like, I'm okay talking about it because a lot of things could happen between now and then. Okay. We want to talk about, we, want, we, we might want to do Kevin Bacon. Because Kevin Bacon has been in really good movies, but he's also made really, really terrible movies. I think yes. he's perfect for something like this. Yes. But what I was thinking that we could do, we're not going to do now, but like, do sort of like a, a Six Degrees type podcast where you watch a movie and then something in that movie, you then watch another movie that relates to this. Huh. So, like, we watched the Derby Stallion, and then because this trailer was on the DVD, we would then go watch Bailey's Billions. And then from there, we would go on and sort of, like, see where we wound up. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a good idea for a podcast or not. It's not something that we're going to do, but, like, it's just an excuse for me to really watch, to watch Bailey's Billions yeah. and talk about it. Yeah, agreed. Yep, I really want to watch Bailey's Billions a lot, too. You sold me. So now, so now that we watch the trailer for Bailey's Billions, we're going to watch the trailer for The Derby Stallion, which I can't imagine is as good, but maybe it is. Maybe it is. I encourage you, we're not going to, we didn't play the trailer for Bailey's Billions, but I encourage you to go on YouTube and search Bailey's Billions. And just watch, and just watch a fucking trailer. It, it was worth the two minutes of your life. The video we watched is Tim that. Curry, Bailey's Billions. Yeah. So if you search the Derby Stallion trailer, we're doing the one that's two minutes, 17 seconds, Zac Efron, Derby Stallion trailer. Yes. I'm ready to go when you are. Tell me. Give me okay. a Okay. Three, two, one, play. Okay. So this is, this title is called Zac Efron, Derby Stallion trailer. So okay. Selling hosing, the horse, hosing down the horse. Yep. This already has more of the the track than uh, yeah. the movie yep. did. See there, you see his teeth? No, I didn't notice. Look for his teeth in the trailer, because they just—if you don't see him in the rest of the trailer, see him again. But there's a baseball in jeans. Baseball in jeans and white t-shirts. Yeah. There's the kid. So good at baseball. 
You can be better than oh, he's gonna get concussed by a pitch and make jokes about it. You want me to be you? Yeah, you want me to be you. More horses than okay on the horse, which doesn't happen in the movie. Even if I did, yep. never beat Randy Adams. My man, Randy here is the fastest steeplechase rider in the county. Wow. Fastest steeplechase rider in the county. He's got the best trainer. He's got the best everything. Yeah, it's basically it's really like a haves versus have-nots, but they don't set that up at all. Like we don't see either of them really training. Nope. Like the rich kid has. Oh, all here we oh, go. Right. The we balancing. Did we did get the 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 blindfolded horsing. Yep. He wants to quit baseball. The mom kind of looks like a blonde, um, fuck, Courtney Cox from like. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I was seeing when I saw her. Oh, only happens once in a lifetime. Even this trailer is so much of just people listening to Bill Cobbs. Yeah, it is. At least that's representative. We in the race. There's a lot of racing in this. Yep. Damn. Baseball's, Baseball's overrated. overrated. It takes two things to be a true champion. It's so weird. Yeah, he looks it's so young there. It, it, yeah, he does. It's all. You're right. This is just all just like <laughs> just monologues of <laughs> of Houston. Yeah. The whole fucking trailer. It's like having wings. It's like having wings. Little foreshadowing. The end. You're like, oh, here's the kiss. So, like, you really, like, if you don't want to watch the movie, you could watch the trailer and just they get, get the everything. Gist of the movie. Yeah, you get the yep. whole thing. I think that that would have summed up the end. There would just been a lot less um, Houston monologues. That's what. Okay. So, what I want you to do, I want you to click the replay button. Okay. And I want you to watch for Zeph's teeth because early on, you're going to see him sort of smile and, like, look at the fact they're not messed up real bad, but they are okay, in need of braces. Yeah, oh yeah, he has a huge tooth gap. I saw it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I got it. I, that's why I was surprised you didn't see it. Because no, it was like, he's like, that's like a, a little kid, though. He, he never had that in High School Musical, right? Like, he, he had not the fix that I before that. I, not right. that I noticed. So that's the trailer if you want to go do that thing. So crying and shirtless. So we talked already that Zeph cries when Bill Cobbs dies. He's not shirtless in this movie. Let me bring up the document where I have our predictions from last time. Okay. I'm glad you save them now. So you said a mix of the lucky one and Zeph. And what? You, I don't know. You said, I didn't write it down, I guess, but you said it was going to be something like the lucky one, and Zeph is obviously a horse trainer, which there is a horse trainer, but he's not him. On a farm, he'll meet a very sensual older woman. So almost, you almost got it right because he meets a very sensual older man. So yes, this he is, does. almost turned into that. But he's so young that he's shirtless with the horse and fantasizing about this older woman and she's so hot, he's brought to tears. <laughs> so, that like, the first half of your guess, like, I could sort of justify, like, oh, you almost kind of got it right, and then the second half just w could not be farther from what this movie was. Yeah, true. My guess was that he was shirtless in a cowboy hat with jeans and boots. He did wear jeans, but he was not shirtless. He did not wear a cowboy hat once in this movie. No, he should have. Which sort of disappointed me. Yep, Giving yep. a horse a bath... The horse dies, and he cries. We all cry. So I knew that something was going to die, and he cried. Yeah, I just you, had the wrong you thing You got, dying. like, half. I got, like, we half. We both got half credit. Yeah. Oh, so I have here. Okay, so if you listened to the episode of Keanu Club yesterday that Joe was on. Oh, it came out? He teased a horse girl story. On this episode, this is a Cage Club Podcast Network crossover event. Tell the horse girl story, please. If you would. I don't remember if it's a real story. Damn it. I don't remember if it's a real horse girl story or not. I just remember 
I have like a horse girl joke, which is why do women love horses so much? Why? <laughs> because <laughs> because dogs require less attention and aren't, aren't expensive enough. <laughs> All right. Women love attention and spending money. That's the joke. I've been waiting a month for that. No, I don't. I, maybe there was a better story, but you fucking cut me off, and you know, if you break my train of thought, I don't remember what the fuck's going on. I don't know if there's a horse girl story, other than some girl told me that I was having this conversation with girls that told me that they're good at riding horses, and I'm like, how can you be bad at it? I, I don't get it. I don't know if there's a horse girl story. Oh, all right. Yeah, don't cut me off next time. See, just let it play out. You could have just edited into this one, and then we wouldn't have to worry about it. Uh, I guess, but yeah, that was like a month ago we were talking about it, so I thought there'd be a bigger, a bigger payoff. But no, you know, if, if anybody listening to Keanu Club from yesterday heard this and if whether you're happy about it or disappointed email us sack at let us know what you thought of the horse girl story you only had to wait a day for it i waited a month for it so what well, now i don't remember maybe i'm gonna go back and listen yeah because as we're recording this the horse girl teaser will come out on a Keanu club episode in a week so listen to that take a note or something then when we record our bonus episode there's going to be a bonus episode this july it's going to be a movie without zach efron oh, which yeah. makes no sense but also perfect sense yes so when you listen to this are we going to do a surprise bonus episode you didn't announce what it was are we a surprise no, it's gonna be a surprise episode? okay cool. yep it's related. like it makes sense within the world of zach attack yeah but i don't, don't, spoil it. I, don't I, spoil i'm pretty it. sure he's not in it don't spoil it so i won't Okay. So when you listen to the Keanu Club episode, Joe, take a note if you remember what it is, we'll talk and about then it on the time. bonus episode we will talk about it then. So Perfect. this we're now teasing this again two weeks into the future, but it'll happen eventually. Yeah, hopefully, or I'll just forget about it again. So the other thing that I wanted to point out that we did not notice or we did not mention last time on if you live here you be home now. I told you about this movie, The Hollywood Complex, which is about these Los Angeles yes, apartments. Yes, and I watched sort of... it and loved it. But what did you find out about Zac Efron while watching that movie that I forgot about? He actually lived in the complex. He was a, a resident of the Hollywood Complex complex. They mention him in the documentary. You zeffed him together, and you totally just didn't even realize it. You unconsciously zeffed him. So, I mean, now we know why he probably signed up for that pilot or whatever, or, like, was interested in it, because that's, like, his story, like, his life, kind of. Yeah, it really fit. I also, like, the other day, I don't know if I told you this or not, but, like, I was, like, looking up pictures of, like, his mom and his dad. They're, like, pretty standard mom and dads. They're, like, not zeff material mom and dad. Huh. Yeah, so, like, I looked at them, and the, it's, like, pictures of, like, him on a jet with just, like, this old guy. And I was like, who's that? And it's, like, it's actually Zeph's dad. And I was like, damn cool good for them like they made like cool. a super heartthrobby son and they're just like two normal looking people well i guess as we've learned i mean you basically if you have the body type and like he you know you get the right haircut you fix the teeth you have those piercing blue eyes and then you work out like a motherfucker like you can become a heartthrob too maybe what did we do wrong fuck a real american dream yeah so unfortunately i think we're gonna take a break on crying and shirtless because the bonus episode on the bonus episode we'll play that game for the next thing we're doing fair down so we're gonna not do that on this episode so that'll wait the letterbox game where we go on letterbox.com yeah look up this movie so the way that this game is always gonna change because i feel like everything we search for like there's different rules or whatever the game that i had in mind was to find out who had this movie in their top four films their favorite movies on letterbox yes no one has it obviously not so we can't play that yeah the game that you suggested last time uh that you wanted to play was to guess how many people 
have seen this movie or ranked it was it ranked in their top four was it like what did i it wasn't it was more specific than that i think oh yeah so okay so what we played last time was i told you how many people had seen it and then you told me how many people put it in their top four but now because nobody has it in their top four yeah we're gonna play a slightly different game where i just want you to guess out of however many people are on the site and again i will show you or i will give you for for reference sake total users i don't know if i have a number it's okay i'm good anyways just for reference sake again mad max fury road the most logged film on letterbox okay, has cool. been seen by 134,000 people okay the okay. derby stallion has been seen by how many people including me i logged it myself i'm going to go uh let me 127 again shockingly close really 111 are you serious <laughs> yeah i told you i'm damn good at this game there you go i don't have letterbox i was not cheating i promise like definitely not these are just mind guesses based on just numbers that's it just playing a numbers game in my head that's it so now damn that was really fucking close i was off by like what like 11 or like 16 16 yeah damn Cool. There is another thing we can do in Letterbox. There's actually two things it. we can do in Letterbox. So the first one is that before I wrote my review, there was only one other review written about this movie. Okay. So I think a game that we could play is this guy Liam Underwood on Letterboxd wrote a review of this movie. He gave it two and a half stars. Read me the fucking review. Let's do this. I picked up the Derby Stallion purely because my love for Zephron clearly knows no bounds. I don't even like horses. When I was younger, I had a little go at riding a horse and I fell off, which was not a fun experience. (laughs) This is already great. And then when I was older, we used to live somewhere that had wild horses nearby. One day I was out walking with a girl I liked and we decided to be friendly and feed the horses some apples. There were three horses and two of them absolutely fucking loved their apples. The third horse, however, oh boy, the third horse was a cunt. Wow. When I tried to give him some apple nourishment, he turned and kicked me in the leg, causing me to fall on my ass. The girl was not impressed. So needless to say, I was hardly jazzed to watch a film about horses. I don't know if this is true or not. This is side. This is wait, wait. There's three more paragraphs to this review. We're gonna wait. Read the wait, whole wait. Thing. Can, does he come out in the review or not? Because I don't remember. We're gonna find out. Because because using the word jazzed, his love for Zephron. Yeah. This kid is clearly not interested in women anymore. Well, I want to see. He does okay, not have his location listed on here. Does he have his location? He's from England, so I think it's 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 that. Like it's everybody. You know, it's it's a different vernacular. Okay. It's like British. It's the Queen's English. Yes. Okay. I don't know if this story is real. I mean, it's hard to... It sounds like it could be real. I don't know, but we'll, we'll, we'll continue. Go ahead. But the Derby Stallion is not just any old film about horses. It stars Zephron. His dad is kind of pushing him into basketball. No, wait, baseball? That's a little high school musical. Oh, uh, okay. But Zephron just wants to sing and dance. No, sorry, my bad, ride horses. So this guy clearly knew that it was another high school musical. Yeah. He did. Not okay. a ripoff, because it, be- it happened before. But it's, it's essentially the same structure. It features your typical coming-of-age tropes, seemingly never-ending summers and young love and dickhead bullies. It also features a kindly old man who takes Zephron under his wing and trains him to be the best horse rider. You can probably guess how it ends. Zephron is, obviously, a delight. There's more than a few parallels between the Derby Stallion and his breakout performance in High School Musical. Bill Cobbs as Zephron's trainer is also great. I hate that he's calling him Zephron. It makes me really angry. Yeah. But go ahead, sorry. And Michael Nardelli's performance as Dickhead Bully is suitably convincing. 
The acting is a bit all over the place, though, and it's the female characters that suffer the most. Crystal Hunt, as Zephron's love interest, is just woeful, and then in parentheses, and I promise that's not jealousy jading me. This guy might be in love with Zeph, but he also might be in love with Zeph the way that we're in love with Zeph. I'm not sure. Maybe he, I don't know. And Tanya Walker as Zephron's mom struggles. Mum, sorry. Zephron's mum struggles. Okay. The horse riding action scenes are also pretty weak, but horses are lame, so no surprises there. <laughs> Well played, sir. Overall, I must admit I was expecting this to be a lot worse than it actually was. Zephron's charm is mostly to thank, but a surprisingly excellent performance from Bill Cobbs certainly helped. I'm a sucker for coming-of-age stuff, and even predictable tripe like this I find to be at least mostly tolerable. So unless you really love horses or you really love Zephron, I wouldn't recommend. Good point, yeah. I, I would have to agree with him. So now... He linked in that review to a review of High School Musical. Okay. Do you want to hear his High School Musical review? Not if it's as long. It's longer. I'm going to read the first paragraph. Okay, yeah, just give me the... Because this answers a big question that we had. Good. So actually, this Derby Stallion review was written in... Oh, April 26th of this year. Damn. Wow. Mom's birthday. That's... Okay. Shout out, Mom. He wrote this High School Musical review in January 2014. Okay. So here's... He gave High School Musical four stars, the first one. I gave it two and a half stars for reference. Yeah. This is how his review starts. Being a mid-twenties heterosexual male... There you go. ...who is at least mildly sinilliterate, the title High School Musical should result in my top lip curling up into a sneer and a barrage of withering, witty put-downs. Can we message this kid, though? Because, like, he needs to be a, p- a part of this. He needs to... We need to talk to him. I'm going to comment on his... Yeah, because um, he because if he loves Zeph this much that he watched the Derby Stallion... Zach Efron podcast, please. <laughs> yes, please. And link to it. I really need to... We need to talk to him. He needs to join us just to, to talk. Maybe we can have him as a guest on the Zephies. Maybe. We can have him, like, phone We are going to do Zephies. We're going to do awards. Yep. Cynicism and general film snobbery should cause this Disney-made-for-TV movie to elicit uncomfortable shudders and snide remarks, blinded by its reputation before a single note has even been sung. Tween boppers and saccharine songs are a world away from the low-intelligence action flicks and gore-fueled horrors that society dictates I should be watching and enjoying. Okay, I don't want to hear any more of this. Needless to say, having hit puberty some time ago, I am not this film's target audience, but it is bloody enjoyable. So he loves High School Musical, so... Cool, okay, yeah. I posted on his review... Can you please... I'm actually going to tweet at him now, too. Hold on. Go for it. In real time, on this podcast... Real-time tweets. Would you do us the... Do Joe 2 and I the honors of being a guest on our Zac Efron podcast? Just saw your Derby Stallion review. I, I need to talk to him. We need we need to have his perspective on some stuff. If you're if you're Derby Stallion deep in Zeph, you're deep. And I didn't think yeah. anybody else like that existed. So we might have found we might have found the other one. So hopefully he'll be on an episode coming up in the near future. But yeah, I mean this guy is. Let me just find out. Hold on. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to stop reading the, the review. But his yeah. High School Musical review. I read one paragraph. His review is seven paragraphs that length, so it's an Damn. in-depth review. Damn, okay. Comparatively, The Derby Stallion was four, so it's like twice as long. What's his top four movies? Can you go find his top four movies? Oh, that's the other game I wanted to play, yes. Go ahead. Do you want to guess them, or you want to just, you want to know? Oh, his top four movies? Yeah, so he said that he loves low-budget action and horror, but these four, one of them, none of them are in that. Guardians of the Galaxy. His top four are Die Hard, Grease, Stand By Me, Jurassic Park. Oh, interesting. Not bad. Solid top four. Yeah, not bad. 
I like it. So especially now that he's going to be on the podcast, hopefully with it be nice to him. So those are four good movies, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, this is a solid. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm intrigued. Okay, the last game we have to play is Fire Ass Titles. Okay. The Jess Collins game. Okay. So the Derby Stallion is the name of the movie. Now we need to rename it in the style of High School Musical with the most boring generic noun title. See for this one, no. For this one, they all have to be lifetime movie style titles. Is what I'm going with. You can choose whatever style okay, well, you're, you want. You're going to have an advantage over me there. You yeah. Can go okay. With whatever style you want, but I know which style I'm going with. Then I'm going to start things off with the magical Negro, which is a literature trope, which I think we've talked about on this podcast before. Yes, we have. We have. We have because the because we were excited that in Zephantine again that the janitor wasn't yep, black. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. I'm going with Houston's Promise. Houston, we have a problem. Uh, let me think, let me think, let me think. I never know how to edit this section because, like, I wonder if I, like, I, I usually just cut it together with a little bit of time in between to make us sound, like, wittier. It, it's hard to, it's hard to edit this, so. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get the hang of it eventually, listeners. Email us, zachattackatcageclub.me. Let us know what you think of this. Fields of Dreams. I'm gonna go real high school musical title and just call it The Horse Rider. I was gonna go The Race. Or The Steeplechase. <laughs> here's the church here's the steeple <laughs> rusty oh that was a good one that was a good one just made rusty that for the was horse. really good oh i have another wait, one wait, can the, i say another one okay go ahead oh fuck i wanted to damn it i don't think i can make the pun that i want the stable kid it's like the karate kid but okay the stable kid the scrapbook oh good one too the five thousand dollar horse Oh boy. Um, do I have another one? The Country Life. The Unregrettable Mortgage. <laughs> okay. I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the end. We will be back in two weeks for a bonus Zach Efron free Zach Attack episode. Then we're going to have, we're going to be back on August 1st for Summerland, the TV series, which we're still figuring out how Hopefully. we're going to do, but Hopefully. I think. Then we have one more movie called Miracle Run, which I don't know what it's about, but I feel like potentially could be another horse racing movie i don't know who knows yeah who knows? I mean, I, maybe he's just run, a maybe. runner this time i hope that he gets another athletic job and he's just a runner well he's been he, he ran a lot in neighbors and neighbors too especially while crying so i feel like that's an unofficial check on no the but i want him to athletic. be like like a like a relay runner like i want it to okay. be about that's fair track sure so that's august 1st and then september 1st we might do, depending, a clip show, because there's a bunch of stuff he was in sort of around this time. We've entered a period in Zack Attack and Zac Efron's career where he's like a guest star on things, Yep. and he's in a couple movies that we can't find. So I think what we might do is sort of just watch a bunch of like YouTube clips or trailers and either do them on air or do them ahead of time and then talk about them, or just to sort of fill in the gap between this and the next podcast. And then after that, October 1st, I think, we're going to do the Zephys. Or maybe November 1st. Somewhere in October, November, we're going to do the Zephys. Yep. Which is the Zack Attack Awards. We did the Cage Club Awards, which you can watch on YouTube. There's a video component. You can watch on YouTube or you can listen on the Cage Club feed. But we're going to do the Zack Attack Awards and do, you know, we could do honors them live and awards too. We, and everything we might, like that. We, should, we, might have to, we might have to record it. We might have to video it. Well, we'll see. The video for the Cage Club ones was so awkward. Was it? Why? It was You didn't have me there weird. to be awesome. Yeah, but also, I mean, you don't even use your last name on this, and you want to be on video for this? Who the fuck cares? Yeah. All right, we'll figure it out. But Zephy's coming this fall, and then December 1st, our two new podcasts start. That's five months from today, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. We'll announce those both soon, I think probably on the September 1st show. No, we'll announce them during the Zephy's, maybe. Oh. See? We can do that. 
How exciting. Whatever we do, I'm excited for the rest of the year. Same. We've got stuff coming up. We are now in the real bottom of the barrel in terms of Zeph's career. Yep. So hopefully we have this guy Liam from England join us in the podcast. We can have a third straight white male Zach Attack fan. I hope so. I really hope so. That would be awesome. I am excited. So for all things Zach Attack, you can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub or at cageclubpod on Twitter. You can see all the shows that we've done. You can hear Joe's episode of Keanu Club, which was yesterday. You I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to go listen to it after this. I'm listening to it tonight. Well, it's not out yet as we're recording this, so I don't know if you're talking about a future oh, show or whatever. Shit. Oh, okay. So you're saying it because <laughs> it's coming out on the same day that this comes out. It comes out the day before this comes out. Oh, but this fuck. isn't coming okay. out for like a week and a half. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I'm going to listen to it the day that that comes out. So by the time that I, you you be hearing this, I would have heard that one. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So there you go. So listen to all those. You can listen to them at the same time that Joe does. So yeah. very exciting things. All at cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we'll see you next time on Zach Attack. <laughs>